You're listening to the Fade to Gray Network. Hey, these are the movies that molded me. These are the movies that molded me. Jala ja, the movies. Jala ja, the movies. Hey, one love. Hey, I like the movies with the boobies. <laughs> All right, Fade to Gray family, this is Chris, and we have a brand new segment of Movies That Molded Me right now. I've got Omar, Elizabeth, and Chambe right Chambe. here. And- <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, I can't hit those voices. It's like way too late in the night for that. <clears throat> You're I no Dolores anyway. O'Riordan. For today's topic, we're talking space themed movies now the criteria is that there has to be at least a scene involving space for this to work out so elizabeth go for it okay number five avatar oh okay yeah yeah are they actually in space in that one they are yes yeah yeah the planet is in space it's a space planet I I know the the reviews Earth of that movie were spaced. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, yes, but no, I know that the reviews of that movie were really really mixed. But I liked it. I liked the storyline, even though it was really predictable. And my favorite part, though, was the lighting. Like the lighting in that movie, I I just loved the color and the light. I don't know why. It just was so so cool. The animation was good. That's that's a given. Like I don't think anyone disagrees with that. But there's not a very good story in that movie. I don't. <laughs> right. Are I mean, you it was calling the story of the Native American people <laughs> the Pocahontas? Movie. Not very good. <laughs> Pocahontas story. Yeah, that's basically what it was. Yeah. I actually yeah. really enjoyed this movie. I thought the movie was great. It was very entertaining, visually stunning. Um, it was I, well you know, made, certainly, yes. Yeah, it didn't make my list, but I, I do appreciate this movie, and I'm I'm glad that someone has definitely put it on this list. And who knows, maybe it will make it in the definitive top five once we get through talking about it. What did you think about Avatar, Omar? I mean, I like drugs, so um, <laughs> it was a great movie. Like, I recommend... Um, rolling a couple blunts beforehand or, you know, going to your mushroom dealer. But um, it is a great movie visually. I mean, you're, no yeah. lie. And yeah. um, it's not a very exciting storyline, but, I mean, some of the, uh, like, visually, I, I'm thinking when they're riding, like, one of those creatures, you know, like, through the air. like that Just, like, cool. your, your heart, like, like drops, you know, like, just kind of, like, going with, like, the cinematography of the entire thing. So... I would, for nothing else, like it's a great experience. So, yeah, it's a good movie. Good choice. It was also the highest grossing movie of all time, right? Am I right on that? I I don't know about all time, but definitely that year. Yeah. Yeah. It may have been beat by something now, um, but I I do know that James Cameron has like the two highest grossing movies uh, because, you know, he directed that one. He also did Titanic. So, there you go. I was just going to ask about that. (laughs) Much better than Titanic. Uh, Debatable. (laughs) Mm, <laughs> I mean, how long does it take for a freaking we're boat to sink? We're not debating genres here. Just stick to the space movies. Go ahead, Chambi. What's your number five? Well, Just no, hold on, hold on. Already. We have to, we have to oh. rate this one on the grayscale. So, oh. what, Elizabeth? What do you rate this one on your grayscale? It's one to five. Oh. Five being really great. One is this being your first not time so on movies that mold me, baby. 
It's the first time I've ever given it a grayscale number. Oh. oh. Maybe. No, that's not true. I've done this before. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not in a good headspace today. Um, let's give it a three because my other ones are better than that. It's your top five, <laughs> but you're going to give it a three? Oh, I don't know. Okay, a four. I can't okay. give it a five. <laughs> I'm not giving this one a five, Chris. Okay. No, I, that's a four is perfectly acceptable. Okay, Chambi, what do you give Avatar? I think a three is as high as I can go, just because okay. just because of the plot. I didn't. It was a stunning movie, but that was it. And okay. I can give it credit for being well well filmed. Yeah. All right, Omar, what do you give Avatar? Well, just because I enjoy watching Chris do math, I'm going to give it a 2.7. Don't you fucking do that. <laughs> 2, 2.7. Okay. All right. oh, I'm not I'm gonna... checking your math here, dude. No, I've got it. I, I'm, I've got my calculator and I'm writing it down. Don't you. worry. Um, I liked this movie. And you know what? I thought the plot was fine. And that I don't think the plot was necessarily the point of the movie, even though it was like real, you know, Mother Nature-y, like woo-woo, love the earth kind of thing. I, I get tired of that in Hollywood, but visually stunning, certainly looks really good. It was entertaining. I'll give it a three. Why not? Hmm. Okay, so 12.7 out of a possible 20 points. That's not okay. too bad, actually. Um, but I don't know if Avatar is going to be able to make it into the definitive top five, but we'll see. You never know. Uh, Chompy, it is your turn for your fifth movie. Let's hear it. All right, and this one's not exactly a great movie, but I think I'd get kicked out of the country if I didn't mention it at least once. So that's why it's going at the end of the list. Uh, it's a movie called The Dish. It's from 2000 with Sam Neill. The Bitch. The Dish. Oh, okay. So it's got Patrick Warburton and Sam Neill in it. So a couple of little stars there, but um, basically it's just the story about how Australia helped with the moon landing. Um, with one of our radio telescopes that I pass when I go to Melbourne. So So it's fiction. Yeah, so it's not it's fiction. (laughs) Yeah, I I was thinking about that actually when I when I put this in the list, I was thinking, yeah, they're just gonna bring into this all the conspiracy theories, aren't they? (laughs) So But it's a um it is dramatized, so it's a little bit American in that way. It's been dramatized for film. So You guys don't have drama in Australia? No dramas, that's right, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no uh, yeah it's just it's just been things have been exaggerated for the movie mm. basically yeah. but it's a drama slash comedy but um yeah it was just an interesting movie when we were growing up and this is where it becomes a real hard thing for this grayscale because none of you guys have ever seen it right i was just about to say has anybody on the panel besides chambi ever seen this movie but it's no. perfectly fine because what we can do is I can give it a two and it'll get two <laughs> out of 20 and that'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, so just based on your description alone, I mean, I'll, I mean, <laughs> I don't like space movies, so it's hard for me. <laughs> like I said, like I said, it's not that it, it's not a good movie. It's just. I, I think I'll get kicked out if I don't say it at least once. It's the, it's the, it's the, <laughs> All right. It's the only space movie we have. Well, after Crocodile Dundee, what else do you need to do? And it's just like, done. Was Crocodile yeah. Dundee even really an Australian movie? I have no idea. Um, I claim it. I don't think it was as popular here as it was in America. It's not a space movie. Move on, Chris. Yeah, yeah okay. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Okay, so now I guess will be Omar's turn. So we're going to give the dish two out of 20 because there's no way we can even vote on that one. <laughs> it, okay, it so may the have dish hope has, to survive. I don't think so. I think it's dead on arrival. Um, or should I say dead on arrival? Um, so Omar, it is your turn to tell us your fifth favorite space movie all right i give you one this one obviously is going to end up in the list on the end because it's such a great movie um normally i don't go for animated type movies but this movie is one with hardly any words if you guys already probably know where i'm going with this and it is one of the ones that is like a tearjerker at the end it had so many uh, easter eggs and um just deeper meetings and we're going with wally Wally from oh, 2008 Pixar yeah. and Disney movie. Yeah, that was okay. one I had to cross off my list because there were some other ones I wanted on there. That was a hard okay. one for me to decide. Yeah. I like that one. I didn't even think about that no, movie. That is a either. very good movie. Very good movie. Yeah, And just a couple uh, things as I was looking this up to throw out there that I didn't know that I think the listeners would be interested in and also will add to the, you know, the whole mystique of the grayscale to bump it up a few notches would be like, um, <laughs> do you know the voice of Wally? Is is um it was his best role ever, but he was also the voice of R two D two. So whatever. Oh, interesting. <laughs> nice. I so, did not know that. Ben yeah. Burt. So shout out to you, Ben. Um, and mm-hmm. that Wally was actually named after Walt Disney. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But which is a pretty good name because considering the original name was Trash Planet. So. Ooh. Yeah, I'm glad they changed it to Wally. Yeah. Eva. Well, Wally. <laughs> I like this movie too. It was really, you're right. Few words, but really impactful. I mean, it kind of makes you think about what you're doing to the earth, you know, and mm-hmm. um, certainly makes you want to do your part. I suppose um, another one of those save the earth movies uh, already too in the, in the first three that we've mentioned, but still, I mean, most space movies are that. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The um, Williams care. That's why we burn all of our plastic. We do. <laughs> You're going to get a hate mail. Uh, but of course, if people send you mail, that's adding to the pollution. Um, okay. So I like this movie too. I think it's really good and, and something I didn't even think of. So I'm really glad that you put that on there. I guess I'll go first on the grayscale with this one. So I'm going to give it a, it's a pretty good movie. I'm going to go 4.3. Hmm. Fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you, Chris. <laughs> I will give this movie. I think I think it deserves a three. I'm going to give it a three. I mean, isn't that the same thing you gave Avatar? Avatar. <laughs> yeah, but I also really liked Avatar. I think you're just trying to like pad. I'm exactly. You're just trying to make sure Wally doesn't get up too high on the list. You're worried about. What I wouldn't mind if Wally went up there. It's fine. Isn't three barely a pass? No, three's three's a good movie, a good okay. solid movie. All right. Yeah, All right, yeah. I guess it, it, yeah, it could be a solid pass. Be, I mean, a solid score because these are our top five, and out of our top five, we're rating. So I okay. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a hey, uh, four point six. You thanks, babe. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Team Williams, raw, which, raw, raw. Which word are you looking for? Does it start with a C or B? Starts with an <laughs> S. It's out of spite. <laughs> um, uh, Chompers, what do you give this one? I'm sorry, Chris. I'm gonna have to go like a four. That, no, there's nothing to apologize about. I'm really happy. <laughs> Point that... two, right? No, don't do that. <laughs> Just I've already four. started. <laughs> okay, three point eight. Don't do that. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
4.3 plus... No, I said 3.8, 3. not 4.8. Plus 4.6 plus, you said 4, I believe is what you said. No. So that 3.8, Chris. Uh, I'm trying to take away my points. That would be a 15.9 on the grayscale for Wally. So Suck far, that, Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> so far, it is winning. All right. 15 point what? I'm writing this down on my side, too. 15.9 for Wally. Not nice. Yes. Way to go, Wally. Yeah, not, he's not a little, too shabby. little guy, you know. He's a scrapper, though. He's a scrapper. <laughs> okay, Omar, I think you... Have to go mm, next again? No, I'm going to go next. But I think that you may be the only other person on here that's going to know this movie, but we'll see. Because we'll I'm old? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. Um, I'm talking about 1985, directed by Eric Luke, starring Ethan Hawke and River Phoenix... Talking about a little movie called Explorers. Have you guys seen this one? Uh, you're on your own on this one, Chris. I think. Well, hold on. I think it sounded if I, good. I think if I were to explain the plot a little bit, maybe you would remember seeing this movie. It's three kids. One of them is like a science whiz. He actually has a computer back in 1985. And um, look it up. Yeah, he. And this is, of course, when Ethan Hawke was a kid, and uh, alongside with River Phoenix, they figure out how to. I don't know, manipulate inertia and stuff. And so what they do is they end up building this spaceship out of a tilt a whirl and spare parts. And they're able to actually fly this and meet aliens on a spaceship. Looking back, I bet if I were to watch it today, it wouldn't be near as charming. Um, but whenever I watched as a kid, I used to just love it. Really fun movie. And the aliens were really entertaining. And they even said that the aliens loved uh, pop culture. So they were singing all these really great pop songs, you know, as they're coming in there and they're, they're trying to mimic the, the hairstyles of the Americans and whatnot, cause they get American TV and all this stuff. So it's uh, you know, it's really fun. It's a, it's a really cool movie and um, certainly makes my top five because I have such a nostalgic view of that movie. I cannot believe I'm the only one that's seen this movie. <laughs> um, I'm a little ashamed. I mean, there's a slight possibility. I mean, I would have been five years old when it came out that I might have saw it when it was on TV when I was like six or seven. But yeah. I love, uh, you know, River Phoenix, you know, and Ethan Hawke and that time period. So and it sounds like a good movie. I'm just looking it up on IMDb. So, yeah, I'll, I'll I think if you were to watch sure. it today, you'd like it. But maybe, you know, wouldn't be as magical as if you were a kid. Does that make sense? Your kids would probably love it. Okay. Yeah. So I give this movie, I mean, obviously it's not going to have a snowball's chance in hell, but I'm going to give this movie uh, a four on the grayscale. Wow. A full point better than Wally. Interesting. So, <laughs> so I, uh, are we all going to be able to vote? Even though we have to have seen the movie in order to vote. Is that a rule? I think it stays at a four out of 20. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll still want to watch it though. Yeah, sounds good. Something yeah, definitely interesting, want to have Chris. Your kids do it. Yes, sir. Uh, Ethan Hawke is actually obviously the spouse of someone in another movie. He's also in that movie that we were talking about oh, earlier. So that's going to come back again later on. Well, I'm excited to hear that one here a little bit. Sure. Well, lucky for us, Elizabeth is back up. Elizabeth, we're looking for your fourth favorite Four. space movie of all time. All right. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out which which one's number four. So I'm going to say Star Wars Rogue One is number four for me. That one almost made my list. It is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. 
And yes, there's another Star Wars movie on my list, and y'all are just going to have to deal with it. There's I'm nothing the wrong with that, but I'm going to judge you very harshly if it's not the one I think it should be. I, I realize <laughs> we'll get this, there. but I, I will take it. Um, no, but Rogue One, I thought, was really fantastic. I loved how it filled in a lot of the plot holes or just kind of filled in the storyline and um, helped solidify um, or explain some of the questions that Star Wars fans from the 70s have had. <laughs> yeah, for um, sure. I loved it. And um, it's actually funny because I didn't put two and two together. I'm not always very smart. So, like, you know, I didn't put two and two together when I went into the movie. And about halfway through, I'm like, oh, shit. Everybody in this movie's going to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that was heartbreaking at the end. But, I mean, yeah, it was – I was like, oh. But it's still, I thought it was a really great movie. I love the characters and yeah, as always, I, I don't know. I like, I like most of the Star Wars movies, but that's why I'm being very specific and not just saying all Star Wars movies are mm -hmm. on my list at number four. It's, I'm, I'm specific here. So for a reason. Was yeah. Rogue One the one that was specifically about the vulnerabilities of the Death Star? Is that that one? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was a okay. standalone. Okay. Yeah. It was fantastic, and it almost made my list too, Elizabeth. I had that one and another Star Wars movie on there, and it, of course, we'll get maybe get into that a little bit later on. But Rogue One is absolutely my favorite Star Wars film. Uh, I think it's well directed, very well acted, probably the most diverse cast ever in a Star Wars. Diego Luna, yeah. um, Forrest Whitaker. You know, it, it just was very well done. The The plot was great. You knew what was happening. Uh, you yeah. knew what was going to happen. Getting to see Vader, you know, kind of like in between the the Star Wars movies, in between A New Hope and, and Revenge of the Sith. Uh, yeah. Really cool. And then, of course, you get to even see a CGI uh, Carrie Fisher, you know, at the yeah. very end, which is really, really cool. So yeah. Yeah, I love this movie. Absolutely. This is a great pick. Thanks. <laughs> Anybody else have anything to say about this movie? Oh, yeah. Star Trek's awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I don't watch Star Trek, uh, Star Wars. Thanks, Omar. I don't, watch, <laughs> I don't watch Star Wars too often, but I have seen all but I think Solo and maybe the very last one that came out. You can skip um, Solo. But um, oh. I have a feeling, if I remember correctly, Rogue One was the one that I preferred the most. I think I'm with you with that, Chris. I think I like yeah. it the most out of any of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. But I could be mistaken. I, I haven't seen it for a while. Mm. So, Omar, what but, do you think about this one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong with Commander on the Floor, right? Um, All right. No. So, okay. so what do we want this one I would on say the grayscale? As far as Rogue... <laughs> one goes um i give it a 1.6 <laughs> and that's 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 a stark improvement for like any other star wars movie i would say that like when they started remaking the star wars they're much more watchable now like i just had really bad experiences when i was young thinking I was going to see like an action movie and it was like some long love story. Only thing worse is watching, watching hobbits walk through the woods. So I'm going to throw it out there. But, um, he clearly watched the 2001 series. You're all yeah, trash. Clearly. I would say, you know what, Chris, I'm going to bump it up to a 2.8 just because everybody does. 
<laughs> and, and anytime you can c- kill off an entire cast of Star Wars members, it's a good time. So it gets a whole point. Oh, oh my, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Chompy, Is that a good answer you for you? This one? <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. What do you give this one, Chompy? So I respect the Star Wars franchise. And since it's probably up the top there, I'm going to have to probably go a four or a four two. Thank you, Chompy. And Elizabeth, what do you give this one on the grayscale? A five. All right. This one's a five. So that puts <laughs> Star Wars Rogue One. Wait, what's yours? Oh, what's Whatever. I give it a 4.5. So uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, gets 16.5 on the grayscale mm-hmm. out of a possible 20 points. Pretty high up there. Very good. Beat them all so far. Yeah. Can, can you give negative points for the next Star Wars movie that gets mentioned? <laughs> <laughs> Just to make sure there's only one on the list. <laughs> Um, Chambi, you're up. Um, all right. I actually didn't like this movie the first time I watched it, and I had to watch it again. I think the first time I tried to rush through it, and I wasn't really thinking about the plot too much, but uh-huh. uh, Interstellar. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, well, now let me just really clarify something very quickly. If Interstellar is on our list, let's go ahead and just pull it out here. And everyone talk about it. That way we don't have to go back and forth and, you know, do even more. Right. So okay. go ahead and tell us why this made your list, Chambi. And if it made anyone else lists, they can also talk no, about it now. It was just a fascinating plot. I, I, it was just really interesting. Like I said, the first time I think I was watching it, not expecting it to be on that sort of level scientifically. So I was just sort of skimming through it. But yeah, the second time I watched it, because I kept hearing, like, I think you've spoken to me about it in the past, that it's how good it was. And so I went and revisited it. But it's just, um, I've heard it's got some, in terms of scientifically, it's draws a lot of very accurate, Yeah, um, you know, it, it, it's very, very accurate, apparently. Well, they actually be. hired a scientist named Kip Thorne, uh, right. who is a specialist in relativity. Um, and they actually consulted him about the black holes. And, of course, they used Einstein's relativity theories to design what they thought the black hole would look like. And coincidentally, when they actually went and photographed the first black hole uh, a few years, or actually last year, mm-hmm. um, it, they nailed it. They absolutely the super, nailed it. The supermassive black hole. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. They nailed it. It's pretty awesome. Speaking of supermassive black holes, where's Seth? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, this is a fantastic movie. Uh, Christopher Nolan directed. Um, it's got, the, I hate to say it, but Matthew McConaughey, he's so good and I don't like him, but he's so good mm. in this movie. Um, and Hathaway's in it. She does a very good job. Jessica Chastain's always amazing. Matt Damon's great. Um, and of course, Michael Caine has become a staple in any Chris Nolan movie. Um, but just an all-star cast, absolutely just all around, visually stunning, great movie. I went and watched it in 35 millimeter because I refused mm. to watch it in anything else. I was so excited about it. And it was, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm not very emotional, I got emotional at some of the visuals of the the celestial bodies and stuff. It was really moving to me. Mm. So yeah, I fucking love this movie and it certainly is on my list as well. So is this the first one that was on more than one list? 
Yeah, it is so far, I think. So is it just you and I or did, did you, Omar and Elizabeth, did you guys have it on your lists or not? No, I didn't. I haven't even seen it. So, oh my gosh, okay. you guys no, have to see this movie. You've got to see it. It's so. So, good. where did it rank on your list, Chris? Um, I would have put it fourth, or excuse me, uh, second. I would have put okay. it second. Yep. But yeah, I mean, we can go ahead and do the grayscale now. It's kind of a bummer though, because if Elizabeth and Omar haven't seen it, they're not going to mm. be able to rate it very well. I can't really vote on this one. Like, I like Matthew McConaughey. He's all right, all right, all right. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I do. The like funny him. thing is, is I don't like Matthew McConaughey, and he makes he makes it on two of my movies. So, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe I like him a little bit more than I thought. But yeah. So, Chambi, what do you give Interstellar on the grayscale? Four and a half. Okay, four and a half. Hmm. Uh, I give this movie five stars for a total of nine, which is not that far behind Avatar. <laughs> and, all, and all of us voted on Avatar. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> what year did it come out? This is 2014. 2014. Okay, so it's yeah. fairly recent. Yeah, yeah. It was just uh, a few years back. Pretty mm. fucking awesome. I love this movie. Um, okay, well, bummer. Uh, Omar, you're up next. We're on number four. <sighs> Number four. All right. Bring in another another heavy hitter maybe here. We'll see. And I'm going to say Armageddon. Um, <laughs> it was <laughs> released in 1998. Uh, director Michael Bay. Uh, yeah, this is a J.J. Abrams film along with like Jonathan, was it Hensley, I guess? I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly, but I'm, as soon as I start saying people's names, I'm going to butcher them. Just let you guys know that. <laughs> Um, obviously, this is like one of those star-studded casts. You have Bruce Willis, Billy Bob, the man, uh, Ben Affleck, uh, Liv Tyler, Owen Wilson, a bunch of names you'd recognize. Um, really good. If you haven't seen it, um, it's Armageddon. It's the end of the world. Uh, you have um, people out in space working on uh, a craft or some sort. What is it? Drilling rigs. Yeah, there's asteroids, but there's, there's a meteor shower, like, you know, yeah. like smaller asteroids that come in and, and hit New York. And that's when they realize that the asteroid decides that Texas is coming. And they have 18 days to do something about it. Mm. And those people all work as like core drillers. Yeah. But I'm trying yeah. to remember what, what exactly, like at the beginning of the movie, they're in space. NASA was doing something. I don't I don't know, working on some machinery. It doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, <laughs> the whole point is you have 18 days to live. Um, it's this misfit group of like ne'er do wells are going to save the planet. And um, it's got some like layers to it because you have uh, Bruce Willis's character's daughter, Liv Tyler, is married to Ben Affleck. And, and yeah. Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis are both in space. And it gets kind of apparent that everybody's probably going to make it back. And so. I don't cry a lot during movies, but this is one that like definitely like will, will get to you. And it's this is just a good movie. So it, it is awful. <laughs> 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 the there's so many plot holes in this movie, but you know what? Like it at the time, whenever I watched it as a kid, it was definitely enjoyable and entertaining. I agree. I, I really enjoyed it when I was younger. And then I rewatched it recently, actually, like in the yeah. last six months. And it's got a, it's, it reeks of the 90s or the oh, early 2000s. Yeah. Super dated. You know, it's that, it's that, uh, still the, the way that every movie was made back then sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I still respect it because of the nostalgia. 
Yeah. I would say that's the only reason I respect it. But but I will tell you this, um, that Aerosmith song. I don't want to say that. (laughs) That was a huge hit. And it was in that movie, you know. But of course, that movie yeah. made me made me want to close my eyes. Um, Blades of Glory did it better. <laughs> so, Omar, what would you give this movie? Oh, Elizabeth, do you want to talk about this movie? The only thing I can say about it is I think it's the first J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. I think it's the first movie of his that I ever watched. When you say J.J. Abrams, how was he involved in this? Did he do any of the writing or what? Yeah, screenplay. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Because I'm a huge J.J. Abrams fan when it comes to his writing and... Uh, I do have one movie coming up that he directed, uh, but yeah, I, I honestly did, had no idea that J.J. Abrams was involved in this movie uh, until you just said it. So there that's you go. What, that's what I do. I drop the little nuggets for, you know, <laughs> that's for free. So what do you give this movie on the grayscale, Omar? Man, this is hard. Like, I, like, I think it's a very good movie. I look at the cast of characters and I like most of them. Um and again, fond memories. I'm gonna go with a f- four. I'm not gonna make you do any math. Cool. All right, a four. Uh, Elizabeth, what do you give this movie? I'll give it a three. Okay. Uh, Chombi, let's go two. Yeah. You better go one to keep it consistent. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's an entertaining movie, right? So even if you were to watch it today and you and you want to turn your mind off and just watch a movie mm-hmm. and be entertained, it's perfectly acceptable for that. Um, Liv Tyler is probably the most appealing uh, visual about this movie. I will give it a two. Nope. Owen Wilson's nose is the most appealing visual about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so that gives this movie a total of 11 on the grayscale. So it's better than Interstellar, Chris. Well, <laughs> there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. And that's one of the J. J. things Abrams. that is going to be, people are going to listen to this and they're going to be screaming that Armageddon <laughs> got more points than Interstellar. But that's, that's, that's the game. That is what it is. Well, they can, if they have a problem with it, they can give us $5 a month and come on to Marco Polo and tell us how much we suck every day. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. Let's see here. We are now back to Elizabeth. What is your, oh, actually, no, it's my turn. My fourth movie um, is the 2009 J.J. Abrams directed. Anyone know what I'm talking about here? Star Trek. Uh, featuring oh (laughs) no that was in night Shyamalan uh starring Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto um this movie is awesome the only thing that interested me about this movie was Simon Pegg oh well Simon Pegg was incredible in this movie as well Mm -hmm. he played Scotty um but this movie's so great it starts out really really like and, and let me just be clear I did not really care for Star Trek before this at all I liked the tv show Whatever. I liked the the TV show back in the day. Okay. Short vowel E says eh. Trick. Um I I would watch it, but like all the movies to me were so boring. Yeah. No, I don't. I definitely don't. Um anyhow, uh Star Trek. Um it it really impressed me, man. Like the opening sequence where uh, the Romulans come and I have, has everyone here seen this movie? Yes. yes. Okay, good. It has to do with time travel and, and it is visually stunning. The writing's really good. I don't love Chris Pine to be honest, but he, 
he does a decent job of playing a smart ass, uh, you know, Captain Kirk. Yeah. But a young Captain Kirk. Yeah. And the opening sequence also like right after that with, with him, like whatever, whatever kids playing him where he stills the car and they play the beastie boys song sabotage. That was a really cool scene. I just love this movie. Um, so yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think about this one? It's a good movie. It didn't make my list, but, um, I am a Trekkie. Um, well, as far as you can get with any of that stuff, I'm not really a fanboy of it, but I did grow up watching star Trek, um, both like, original Star Trek and like the next generation, you know, the whole lost in space. That's why like Star Wars to me was always so boring because <laughs> like you get like lots of action and pew, pew, pewing like going on in Star, <laughs> in Star Trek, like every movie or every TV show. So, um, but yeah, I think they did a really good job. Like, you know, kind of setting, um, like not my favorite actor either to, to choose to play, uh, Captain Kurt, but I think he nailed it. And, um, I think that they have, probably a handful more movies like in the future, like it'd be really profitable and entertaining. I hope so. I've liked all of them. And Zachary Quinto is Spock, I think was just spot on. I mean, they, they did a fantastic job in the casting there. Remember him in heroes. Yeah, absolutely. That was a great show. Yeah. Hero. Uh, what do you think? Chobby? I just remembered a movie that I completely didn't even think of. That's, probably tied for my number one spot so i don't know how that works with the rest Ooh. of my list now well you're gonna and, you're, you're gonna have to pepper yeah. it in there somehow you have to choose man <laughs> let's 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 get on to let's do this um grayscaling no, no 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 um so star trek i'm gonna put it in the same category as avatar i thought it was a great it was well filmed i don't necessarily resound with the the whole universe but um i'm gonna have to give it a little bit higher than avatar simply because i thought it was a better plot um, yeah let's go three and a half okay mm. and now i gotta now i'm gonna try and figure out where the hell i'm gonna fit this other movie <laughs> <laughs> elizabeth what do you give star trek trek <laughs> you should get Star always deducted every time zero. you say <laughs> Star Trek. I want to give it a four. Oh, okay, cool. Four. Wow, this movie's doing a lot better than I thought it would. And what do you give it, Omar? Like I said, it's a very good movie. I'm a Trekkie. Um, it's doing much better than I thought it would. I mean, four. Was this four. in your list, Omar? It didn't make my list, no. Oh. Yeah, you're a Trekkie, are you? Yeah, as much as like, I mean, I I'm not like I don't go to conventions or have like a, some, a suit I can wear, but he's as much a Trekkie as I am a football fan. <laughs> you mean you, you're required to by association, or no, no, no? I like the idea of it, but <laughs> well, Star Trek 2009 gets 16.5. On the grayscale. So it is, uh, it actually is tied with Star Wars Rogue One uh, for the top place so far. Nice. I should, I should give it an extra point then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, Elizabeth, we are back to you. Your third favorite space movie of all time. Oh, Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Okay. Third, I'm gonna I'm going to say Hidden Figures. Oh yeah, with Taraji Henson, Octavia Spencer, Janelle Mor- Monae. I don't know how you say her last name. And Kevin Costner. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love biopics. They're really really fun, and biopics that are featuring ladies are cool too for me because I I like I like seeing that kind of thing. And then the added benefit of it being ladies who are from the African American background from the sixties and wait was it was fifties sorry, um like just fascinates me like the whole idea that i don't know like these women just showed people who who's boss and like put a spaceship into this guy yeah <laughs> landed it on the moon um and they were really responsible for it i just i loved it and i and i really like octavia spencer i think she's a really great actress i know she wasn't the lead but i i don't know i just love her her acting everything she's, she's great and i just I love watching her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's fantastic. And Taraji Henson, of course, got the, she got an Oscar for this one, didn't she? I think. Uh, I, I know that this remember. movie was up for several awards during the Oscar season, but I'm not certain. Yeah. Yeah. So it was at least nominated. So I don't know. I, I thought it was a really great movie and it's one that I have, I purchased. So we have the DVD of it and we, we watch it for, um, black history month, every February. Um, just kind of, help the kids see some of the history there. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to be honest. I've heard about the plot. I know what it's about. I've never seen this movie. So unfortunately I will not be able to vote on this one. Uh, Chombi, have you seen hidden figures? No, he hasn't seen it. Omar, you've seen it. Well, yeah, my kids watch it often and I would not probably have watched it had it not been for the fact that, you know, it was educational and black history and all that stuff. Yeah. But I have sat down and watched it while they were watching it, and it's it's a pretty good movie. So yeah, I will I will be voting today. <laughs> what do you guys give this one on the grayscale? Um, I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four point five. Okay, Ooh. so we got eight point five for Hidden Figures. It really should be higher. I know this is a great movie, and I'm really bummed out that I can't vote on this one. Um, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 8.5. Okay. Um, uh, Chombi, what's your number three? Did you figure it out? Did you get it sorted? <laughs> no, not really. I, 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 I mean, if I had to pick, I'd be deserting my country right now and ditching the dish. You can so, desert them. Yeah, oh, you can't right. ditch the dish. It's already on the list. That's what I mean. I, it, you know, <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll pick one to give an honorable mention to. Um, you can do that, yeah. All right, I, I know what I'll do. So my third one um, is the movie Gattaca. Okay, Gattaca. Okay. Nice. Um, have any of you guys seen it or not? I think I have. Describe the plot, and I'll. So okay. Gattaca is based in a in an alternative world where your career is based on your DNA. They take a blood sample, and they say you're a janitor, or they say. You know, you're a police officer or something like that. And um, you can't change that. So the story is um, the main character uh, who is played by... Who was the person we were talking about before? Chris? Ethan? Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. He's played by Ethan Hawke. Matthew McConaughey? (laughs) No. Anyway, so Ethan Hawke wants to be an astronaut, can't be. To become an astronaut, he found a person who was supposed to be an astronaut who 
basically the story is he lost a swimming competition, was depressed. He's like an Olympian and uh, tried to kill himself, became paralyzed. And so his DNA still says he's an astronaut, but being paralyzed, he can't do anything about that. So they managed to, they use like uh, fingertip, like silicon tips with blood samples in them to disguise him as the other person. So that he can get into the, you know, to be an astronaut. He goes to work as an astronaut using his DNA and hair samples and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, it's a story of him getting into space using someone else's identity. Um, It's got Uma Thurman's, his uh, love interest. And then Jude Law (laughs) is the, Jude Law is the identity he's taking. Uh, His name is Jude Law, not Jude Law. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and um it's got some other really big names like maya rudolph uh dean norris from breaking bad uh tony oh. shalhoub from monk but um the if you remember it omar i don't know if you do but the, the yeah. ending is very very tear-jerking so it was a very interesting plot it was a very bad movie actually because it was uh, according to wikipedia 36 million dollar budget Made twelve and a half million dollars. Ooh, that's a so bomb! It was a bomb, but mm. the story is such an interesting one. So uh, that's why I think it deserves to be up there. And I think yeah. it's on Netflix too. I think I see it often on there. I'm well, not sure because I the Netflix store is different over here. So if uh, if it's on Netflix, I'm going to watch it because it sounds interesting. Anyway, I've never seen it, so I can't I can't vote on this one. And I don't really want to spoil it because the ending will be a disappointment if I tell you. <laughs> gotcha. So, yeah. Elizabeth, have you seen this movie? I, he explains the plot and it sounds familiar, but I don't, I can't place it. So I don't yeah. think I actually have. I'm not sure. What year did this come out, Chambi? Because I'm pretty sure that 1997. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen this movie, but it's like um, I don't remember the ending, sort of thing. It could be. It's. I have a feeling it's one of these movies that was played like during the middle of the day a Mm -hmm. lot that people have seen, but they don't know the name of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. And so when you're describing it, that's why like I know that I I know I remember the guy like distilling the identity from the guy who was in the coma and Mm. how they had. No, he was just in a wheelchair. Oh. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. So same, but same yeah, thing. It's def- <laughs> yeah, it sounds like yeah. So, uh, Chambi, what would you give this one on the grayscale? Um, putting it up as a four six or a four seven. Four okay. seven. All right, uh, Omar. Do you think you can vote on this one? I'll, I'll help out a little Gattaca. Give Gattaca a little bump. I'll, okay. Uh, I'll vote. I'll, I'll vote. Uh, and and I'll, I'll help you out too. I'll vote. Uh, Three, three. Nice. That helps me out with my math, too. Okay. Exactly. So, so that is an eight. All right. Gattaca has an eight. Did it beat anything except for the dish? Uh, It beat, let me see. It beat the dish. It beat Explorers. And that's it. (laughs) All right. So, okay. Now we're at Omar's third. Is it me? Yep. Me for number three. All right. Here we go, guys. My number three is a 2014 Marvel movie called Guardians of the Galaxy. What do you think? Awesome movie. Awesome movie. I really enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite 
superhero movies because I have a disdain for superhero movies. So it's one of the few ones that I can bear. So yeah, I, I like Marvel. I like superhero stuff. My kids love it. Um, and it's kind of like rekindled some of the like of the superheroes as they're getting into the characters and telling me like their origin stories and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is fun. And um, I did not expect a whole lot out of this movie. Um, I wasn't really a Chris Pratt fan before this movie. Um, and I was very surprised. It's one of those things I ended up watching because I had nothing else to watch. And like from like the start of the movie, I was kind of like sh- intrigued, surprised. And then it kept going. It was funny. It was witty. You know, it was kind of smart. It, it was, I mean, it had everything as far as an entertainment standpoint goes. And then how they tie, obviously, Marvel into, like, everything else. Like, I know we're only talking about one movie, but just, like, I think, I like, how Gardens of the Galaxy, the story and the continued story it makes the movie great. So, And it also has an awesome soundtrack. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, Elizabeth, have you seen this movie? I have not. I also not have seen not it. seen this movie, oh, but I know gosh. it's directed by James Gunn and James Gunn directed and wrote one, one movie that I love called super that has rain Wilson in it. If you've never seen this, you got to see that movie. Uh, James Gunn also did Brightburn, which I thought was horrible, but James Gunn's a good director. Um, he's got a lot of really good stuff under his belt. I do really want to see this movie, but I unfortunately have not. So I won't be able to vote on it. So this movie's not making it, but let's go ahead and get your grayscale for it. Uh, Chambi, what do you give guardians of the galaxy on the grayscale? It's like a four, two. It's give it some spite points. Cause no one else has watched it. Just bump it <laughs> let's up. give it a four, four. Okay. A four, four point two <laughs> points more. And Omar, yes. what do you give this movie on the grayscale? Well, that's what a spite point is. Is only two points. Okay. Um, I would give this. Mo- <laughs> I give this a movie of four point eight plus my my spike two points, so <laughs> coming in at a solid five. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so this movie has a total of nine point four points. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Chris so Pratt. it it I'm did sorry, better. Man. It did Brute. better than Interstellar. It's beat out G- Gattaca. So hey, it's not too bad. It, it also beat out Hidden Figures. Um, okay, so my number three is the 2011 La- uh, Lars von Trier directed, and I know no one's seen this movie. <laughs> it's called <laughs> Melancholia. Uh, it has oh, Kirsten man. Dunst in it, uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg, Kiefer Sutherland, Alexander Skarsgård. It's about this rogue planet called Melancholia. Uh, it's coming to destroy the earth uh it's going to collide with earth and people know about it ahead of time and it focuses on this woman who's played by um uh kirsten dunst and she's super depressed and as the movie progresses and her fate is sealed she actually starts you know kind of getting over her depression but everyone else around her is becoming depressed you know so it's kind of like a weird um you know, play on the word melancholy, but um, anyhow, it opens up like the movie opens up with this really cool overture of beautiful symphonic music um, with, you know, different really artistic scenes of people from the movie, uh, you know, played out in this weird dystopian kind of way. And then you see at the very start of the movie, 
you know from the beginning of the movie what's going to happen. You see Melancholia collide with Earth, and it's absolutely gorgeous, uh, the cinematography of this movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you have to watch this movie just for the visuals alone. But also the direction's great. Uh, Lars von Trier is, is fantastic. He did uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, Dancer in the Dark. Um, but either way, this movie's great. The visuals are great. Uh, Melancholia. And I seriously doubt any of you have ever seen it. No, I want to. I mean, the way yeah. you described it sounds like a great movie. But again, It's fantastic. But yeah. It sort of looked like Elizabeth what? might have known it. I do. I think I do. What year was it put out again? 2011. No. They gave so, a different one. So Cursed Dunce is getting married at the very beginning as well uh, to, to Alexander Skarsgård. Anyway, um, I give this movie, since I'm the only one who can say that I've seen it, I give this movie a five. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. It beat Explorers. <laughs> <laughs> it did. And also the dish. And the dish. <laughs> There you go. So, so Chami, I just had one of those uh, memories, too, of a movie that should have been on my list. Not my top, but should have been in there probably instead of maybe Armageddon or something like that. But Mm. Howard, would you consider Howard the Duck a space movie? Absolutely. You would get along with my dad. (laughs) (laughs) That is, I think that he, he, he says that it's his favorite movie. But <laughs> that movie is horrible. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I tried to watch like five minutes of it. <laughs> my kids watched that the other day. I bought it for myself and I was talking about it. And I think they got like, excited and wanted to watch it. And I came upstairs and they were near the end of the movie where it starts to get where the guy just. So if you haven't seen the movie, like this- I haven't made it. I haven't made it past the play doc scene. <laughs> well, well, the the villain at the end like becomes like this monster and becomes increasingly more evil and disgusting looking. And like by the moment I'm watching my kids get more and more like, what's going on here? I'm like, okay, we're not gonna we'll watch the end of this some other time, like when you're 20. Is that a George oh, Lucas geez. movie? It is. Oh my god. And we're now on the second movie. And I think from here on out, we may have some overlap. I hope anyway. So, Elizabeth, what is your second favorite space movie of all time? I still haven't figured this out. I didn't realize that we were going to be labeling these ourselves. <laughs> I thought we were just tossing them out and voting, You don't want so. yours to be publicly known to be yours? Are you embarrassed? <laughs> I'm not embarrassed. I just don't know which one's my very top favorite space movie mm. of all time. Well, this is the second. You got two to choose from. Right. Exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> Eeny, meeny, okay. miny, mo. I'm going to say my number two is Spaceballs. Okay. All right. Number two, Spaceballs. I watched it for the first time when I was in high school with my buddies. I'm fairly certain it was the same guys who introduced me to uh, Star Wars, actually. Hmm. And all I remember is... <laughs> Sitting and watching this with my high school friends and Matt Beery just sitting there quoting the entire movie the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I I love that it's quotable. I love quotable movies. I love comedies that are like that, that are just quotable. And I love the Easter eggs that are in it. They're just fun. I know I hadn't at that point seen many of them, but still, I mean, some of the Easter eggs are just so classic, like the alien, uh, Easter egg. I, I had never seen Alien, but I knew about the Alien scene. So when I saw it on Spaceballs, I was like, 
oh, I know where that's from. <laughs> and like, there's so many of them. They're just, I don't know. It's a great movie. I think I'm too young to fully appreciate that movie because I've tried to watch it and it's seems like the sort of dorky thing that my dad would have liked. <laughs> yeah. My kids yes. love it. Yes, I think I'm they close to your dad's watch age. that about once a. I think our kids watch that movie about once a week. They love it. Um, yeah, they love it. They love it. They quote it too. It skips a generation. The millennials don't get it. <laughs> I'll just say this though, babe. You made the wrong choice. Wow. Is that your number it, it, one? Is it Omar? It is my number one. All right. So, you got some um, overlap. Was, was, was it on your say, list, say Chris? That. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank goodness. So it was a 1987 Mel Brooks film, and Mel Brooks is also in the movie. Um, if you don't know who he is, I mean, he also does Blazing Saddles, History of Men the in Tights, um, most importantly. Just a great director. Um, Satyr. Yes, that, thank Tights. you. Yes, uh, satire comedy, um, the whole thing. It's like definitely better than Star Wars, and it, <laughs> it, it's supposed to be like it's comedy version of Star Wars. A lot of different stuff. Planet uh, Druidia, Druidia uh, with Princess Vespa. <laughs> uh, she's supposed to marry uh, Prince Valium, but she but she escapes <laughs> from, from marrying that with her droid sidekick and. Um, Dark Helmet is sent to capture <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Princess Vespa, and uh, that's Rick Mor- Moranis, who obviously R- Rick Moranis, who um, was just gold in the eighties. Yeah, with he movies. was hilarious. He was great. Honey, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and a bunch of other Ghostbusters too. And, yeah, and he, then he disappeared. Like I think uh, if you actually follow his story, it's actually pretty cool. He, he like actually left at the height of his career just to be a father. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Shout out to you, Rick. Um, <laughs> um, and it's funny. So, he, like, Dark Helmets is supposed to uh, kidnap Vespa in order to get the codes to the atmosphere to steal the fresh the fresh air from Earth, which it's just it's just great. And then you have Lone Star and Barf. Um, Barf is John Candy, and it's pretty much it's yeah. pretty much supposed to be like uh, Luke and uh, the Wookie Chewbacca. Chewbacca, Chewbacca. You know, so they plan on that, and you have. Uh, Pizza the Hut, which is like Jabba the Hut. He locks himself in a car <laughs> so and eats awesome. himself to death. He's so um, gross to look at. They have, the sh- really they, they have the Schwartz, which is supposed to be like the force. Let the Schwartz so, be with you. It's just, <laughs> it's so great. It's so quotable. It's, it's funny. You got the, the black people out in the desert, combing the desert, using a pick. We ain't found shit. You know, like, there's just so, there's so much. It just makes you laugh. That like, movie had a bunch of Jewish references that I did not get as a little kid, but as an adult, yeah. of course, I got them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a funny movie. It's definitely dated. You know, I mean, it's obviously a spoof as well. I like it. I, there's no way I could put this on my top definitive space list, though. I mean, you know, personally. They're in space the whole time. I agree with you. I think <laughs> it's totally worth being on this, you know, in this Suck. list. Suck. Suck. <laughs> Suck. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we've all seen so this, so that's good. Um, Elizabeth, <laughs> what do you give this movie on the grayscale, Elizabeth? Uh I mean, it was a movie that molded me. I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Omar? Just because I don't trust Chris. Um, he made a comment earlier about trying to like keep this off the list. I'm going to give this one a six. 
You can't so, give it a six. It's my favorite movie. I'm giving it as much as 5.2. Do I get a 2.2 2 no. spike at least? No, you can have five. <laughs> Chami, what do you give this movie? Bagel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. This is the first time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That a movie has received a score of zero on movies that molded me. And, oh my and remember, this is the same guy who voted Dish as one of the top five movies. <laughs> 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 to be fair, no one's ever really seen that one. Exactly. Uh, you know, aside from the ten did Australians, I, there are. Um, I did say when I voted it that it was begrudgingly. <laughs> <laughs> I give this movie a two. It was entertaining. It was fun. I. Never want to watch it again. Oh, wow. <laughs> watch it once a week. Oh, my gosh. I, I feel as if we need the Keeners or Chad Johnson on here to, like, pull you down. <laughs> That's <laughs> well, wrong. Pull this That's down. wrong, Chris. <laughs> I thought I was being fair, actually. Okay, we're going to give this movie a total of 12 on the grayscale. Unfortunately, it's not going to make the top 10. The, the guy who Even laughed, the guy beat it. Who laughed the at Avatar every quote. The guy who laughed at every quote that we had as we were talking about this movie didn't even give it more than an average score. You know just what? Just to throw that out there. It may actually make it after all. I'm just now looking, and it does knock Armageddon off the top. It is currently in the top five, but none of us have... I'm the only one who's listed their top two, and we still have our top one. So That's true. So, Omar, you, I had your top one. What's your top two? Well, what's everybody else's top? Uh, do oh. I have to... That's okay, um, Go ahead, Jombie. I was going to put Planet of the Apes series here, but hmm. but um, I was having trouble with which one, and I couldn't kick any of the others out. I think that Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is their best one, um, but I also really appreciate the first five from the 70s or 80s, whatever it was. But um, I've had to kick that off, and I'm pushing Martian down from the first to the second. So, ah. yeah, so it's The Martian, which I'm mm. assuming you've all seen it or not. Oh, yeah. That's a great movie. Mm. I have not seen it, but I, I don't even know why I never did, because that's mm. Matt Damon, right? Yeah. Matt Damon, Jeff Daniels, Kristen Wiig, yeah. Jessica Chastain. There's a whole bunch of people I like. Yeah. And the, and the storyline looked really interesting. It's a, it's based on, there's a book, I think. And yes. Yeah. Now, it is a drama. But it is basically a comedy as well. It's a very entertaining movie. Um, and it's just interesting plot. Again, I think the um, the movies have got to be an interesting movie for me to enjoy these. So, But it's definitely worth watching. I agree, watching. and I love the science of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it probably ties my number one, but the other one is much more a part of my... Uh, you know what molded me than than what the Martian is. Martian's quite recent, so yeah. Omar, have you seen this movie? Again, I have to apologize. This is one of those things. It's just not my genre of movies I go to first to watch. <laughs> I, mean, I think that it would be a good movie to watch if I like, but it's not. I have not seen this. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love this movie. Uh, it did not make my top uh, five list, but I do love it. I think it's fantastic. Very well acted, well directed. It's certainly uh, a good adapted screenplay from the book. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Matt Damon, you know, being all alone on this planet, yeah. um, you know, being essentially 
you know, law, like people forgot about him or not necessarily forgot about him, but they thought he was, they thought he was dead, dead, you know? Mm. Yeah. They've launched off. And uh, he has to figure out a way to survive from Mars. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So it's so, really good. What do you give this one on the grayscale chompy? It's a five. All right. I also would give this movie a five for a total of 10, mm. uh, but it's not going to make the list. Okay. Well, uh, that brings us to Omar. What is your second? All right. My second favorite movie um, that is in the space genre would be The Fifth Element. Oh. That was released in 1997. This one almost oh, made really my list, I really debated too. about putting that one on my list. That was... Uh, quick, yeah. summary, quick summary. Okay, so you're in the 23rd century. Um and basically evil is winning. And so the fifth element is something that comes every 5,000 years to protect humanity with its four stones, um, four element stones, obviously. So I want them fire, stones, fire, water, earth, and air, not captain planet. Don't captain <laughs> planet. Um, but on her way in, you know, to earth, like the bad guys come and destroy the ship. Um, but they end up being able to recreate, uh, the perfect Multipass. being with, <laughs> uh, with, with DNA from the ship. And her name was, uh, Lilu, right? Or Lilo, Lilu. Lilu. And, uh, was that, that's Mila Jokovic. Did I say your last name correctly? Mm-hmm. I think so. Gesundheit. Mm-hmm. Jokovic. And, um, <laughs> and so she, and she escapes and then meets, uh, Bruce Willis's character who's, Corbin Dallas, um, and he helps her basically accomplish her mission, which is to get to, uh, what's his name? Father Cornelius. And there's the love story. And, and, um, I really liked the fact that Chris the Tucker was in this in movie. The box. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of just like really funny characters. Obviously, like if you look at the, uh, costumes, it's like obviously everyone's wearing their in costume. It kind of reminds me of the old Star Wars, like bar scene where everybody's, or like, yeah. Like, but, and it's just wild. It's a very, very good movie, I think. Uh, just the whole character that is, uh, what did I say? Corbin Dallas's character, mm-hmm. I think, is a great. He's a, he's a taxi driver. He's, he's, he's just retired. I like Chris Lieutenant Tucker's role Ranger. in this movie. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Chris Tucker was hilarious <laughs> in this movie. Oh my God. Probably oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what, happened, what happened to Chris Tucker? Is he still making movies or what? I think he joined Scientology and died. Uh, okay, cool. Seriously? <laughs> no. You know, you know, you know, America. We can only have like one, <laughs> one strong black comedian at a time, and right now it's the little. Yeah, it, it's Martin now, isn't it? No. What's his name? <laughs> Martin. <laughs> that's that's that goes back. Big to Mama's past. house. Um, no. Kevin. What's his name? Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Tucker had a chance. Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker came in behind. (laughs) It's kind of true though. It's Um, true. Well, Dave Chappelle is like king of them all. Oh yeah. What's his name? Chris Rock there for a while. Chris Rock kind of paved the way for Chris Tucker. Oh yeah. Chris Tucker was like the poor man's Chris Rock. He didn't. He didn't didn't cuss as much. It wasn't quite as racist, but it it was was very very funny. What about President Kamachi? Come on. Nope. No. From uh, uh, Idiocracy, President Kamachi. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who is it? Oh, oh, oh. What's Terry. his name? He makes his... Uh, Terry something. He makes his... Terry... Mm. <laughs> Old Spice guy. So, Listeners know what he's talking about. So, Elizabeth, what do you think about The Fifth Element? Since you almost put it on your list, too. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I... <laughs> 
the musician to me really like the opera singer that sings way too high. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Terry Crews, by the way. Terry Crews. Terry Crews. There yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with Omar. Like, the costumes were great. It did brought you back to that bar scene in Star Wars. Like, I don't know. I just, it was a really good movie. I, I really enjoyed it. I love this movie and it almost made my list. I really debated putting it on there. Um, it certainly wouldn't have been my number two, but I, I am glad that it's made an appearance here. Um, Chambi, what do you think about the fifth element? I don't think it was as good as the cast was. Oh yeah. Oh, there you go. I think it was okay, but I think it's in the same realm as Armageddon. It's just one of those movies mm. from that era. So I'm going to give it a two. Okay. All right. So Chambi gives mm. the fifth element a two. Uh, Omar, what are you giving it? I give it a five. It's just a very good movie. It's one of those things that when I first time I watched it, I didn't like it as much as like the second and third time I watched it for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why, but I think I just, I was too young maybe the first time when I saw it. Yeah. Well, I guess I'd be 1997. I wouldn't be too young. I don't know. Yeah. I, it, it's it a good movie. I'll give it a five. Okay. It grew on me. Uh, Elizabeth, what are you giving this movie? Um, I do really, really like it. I realize this is harsh, but I'm gonna give it a three. Okay, all right. I'm. I don't. I don't think it's harsh. I don't think it's harsh because it. <laughs> I don't think it's harsh. I'm gonna give it a four. It, yeah, it wasn't a movie that molded me. I liked it, but it wasn't mm. one that molded me. Mm. So no, what's harsh is what I'm gonna do to vote for your next movie. Oh, That's yeah. Harsh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that gives it a total of 14 on the gray scale, which does not... Oh, uh, well, actually... That's kind of... Actually, that's, that's pretty there. high. That's going to knock off space balls. Okay, Fuck. so fifth element. All right, at 14. Okay, cool. And we've um, done your number two already, haven't we? Chris? We've done my number two already. So my number two was Remind Interstellar. Me Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, I got a nine. It's depressing. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. It's, it's the game. It's the game. People can be mad about it and they can go on Marco Polo and rant about it uh, or whatever. So, Elizabeth, I believe that puts us back to you for your number one. All right. Omar's not allowed to say anything. My number one all time favorite. <laughs> Me too. Anything. Anything. Space movie is The Empire Strikes Back. Yes. If you were going to say any other Star Wars, I was going to be very upset. And that's perfect. (laughs) That's exactly what I would have picked, too, except in reverse order. I would have picked (laughs) Empire Strikes Back. And then Rogue One. Oh, I, I thought I thought you meant I thought you were saying like opposite as in like Empire oh, like the last? at the bottom of the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would definitely be uh, the Phantom Menace. Would be definitely bottom oh, of the barrel. Yes. That one. <laughs> that one shouldn't even be mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is it about this movie, Elizabeth, that makes it your top favorite space movie of all time? I mean. It's just exciting. It's the we've already established all the characters of Star Wars. And you come in and like just I love the character development. I love the fight scenes. I love the I mean (laughs) Omar falling asleep. I love that they they blow up the Death Star. Like I don't I just like I love it. I don't know. It's just 
It's a classic movie. And Yo- it's a classic movie. Yeah. And Yoda shows up in this one. Like, I don't know. I just, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I also love this movie. It did not make my list, but I, I think this is a great choice. I'm glad it's made an appearance. Um, it's definitely the best of the original Star Wars movies, hands down. Yes. And A New Hope is good, but it's not near as good, you know? I wouldn't say Return of the Jedi is terrible, but it definitely uh, was a notch down for The Empire Strikes Back. So I'm pushing Ewoks. back on that one for you. Harrison Ford in this movie is, is for me, the best He's part. He's no Indiana Jones. I'm just saying. You know. I love Indiana Jones, but Harrison Ford <laughs> is the best part about The Empire Strikes Back. 100%. He's great. He's fantastic in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, he is. What do you think, Chombi? Oh, Rogue One. What did I give the Rogue One? Um, You gave Rogue One a maybe a 4.2 okay let's go with that okay (laughs) uh omar what would you give the empire strikes back i wouldn't give it anything i wouldn't give it a dime (laughs) i wouldn't give it i wouldn't give it a minute of my time i wouldn't give it a like i wouldn't give it a like on facebook are you gonna give this a zero so that your wife's dreams are shattered <laughs> we need marriage counseling. Seth, where are you? Let me give it a giant goose egg. Oh my god. I can't believe you did that. Oh, I cannot believe you just did that. Uh Elizabeth, what do you give the Empire Strikes Back? A six? You can't give it a six, a but I will put you down for a five. Um I'm gonna give this movie a four. I, I it deserves every bit of the four points that i'm giving it i think you other guys i mean obviously chamba you gave it a 4.2 which is higher than what i gave it but omar really a zero come I'd on be happy with a four <laughs> hey That's- i believe I, I believe one of my movies got a zero <laughs> well it deserves yeah, it zeros are okay. acceptable Z- zeros so, so does star trek <laughs> or oh i did i did a chris star wars yeah well you also said star trek Okay, so this was a total of 13.2 on the grayscale because, I, like I said, I gave it a four. So it's not going to make our definitive list, Elizabeth. It's just not going to do it. But Rogue One has a chance. So sad. Rogue One has a chance. Um, Okay, next up is Chombi, your first favorite space movie of all time. Please say something that I've seen so we can vote Rogue One out. So this is no! this is probably not a popular movie. I don't expect this to get anywhere near the top. But the series and the book series is one of the only book series that I own. It's that good. And I listen to all the radio plays. And the movie was a good... It was worthy, I think, of the, uh, the series. Yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just completely didn't even think about it when we was when we were writing this list, so I had to I had to stick it in there. I should have expected this from you because you're always quoting this movie. Mm, mm. Yeah. So, and by the sounds of it, um, Omar and Elizabeth <laughs> haven't seen it. <laughs> nope. It's another one of those so, ones when I was looking up movies that are in this genre. I saw it pop up, and I'm like, yeah, I want to see that, but I have not. So, mm. yeah. And well, I have to um, be honest with you, Chambi. I've also never seen wow. the entire thing. I've seen the first like it's, five or ten minutes. The the thing I liked about the book series was that it was so obscure. It was such a 
completely different universe than what you like it's so imaginative so it's um disappointing that none of you have seen it so yeah i mean i know that it it's good it has almost like a cult-like following just the books stuff alone so i mean anything that that's powerful must have something behind it that's worth it's got to be good because it's got alan rickman just like star wars it's got alan rickman it's got um what's his name um alan rickman yeah, it's got and, Alan and Rickman. Methamphetamines. <laughs> it's got uh, what's his name from the Lord of the Rings, your favorite movie? Frodo Baggins. No, um, Smeagol. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, let's let's let's, let's let's bring it up. Let's bring it up. All right, that, that'll My help. precious. Number two thousand five. So the cast includes Sam Rockwell. Oh yeah. Moss <laughs> Def, Zoe Deschanel, <laughs> Martin Freeman is who I was thinking oh. of. Bill Nye. Oh, yeah. John Malkovich. The science guy? Zoe can get it. No, the other Bill Nye. The the British Bill Nye. The one from what you guys call Pirate Radio, which is another great movie. Uh, And also Pirates of the Caribbean. Like the the rod at Disneyland? Well, I think this movie's going to end up getting a five on the grayscale. No, it's a, it's a, it's actually getting a thirteen. <laughs> I think the grayscale might be broken at this point. <laughs> All right, Chami, what do you give this movie? Five. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> sorry, Chami. Um, <laughs> Omar, your top movie of all time was Spaceballs, right? Yeah, we already did mine. So we've already done yours, uh, which means we're at the last one. Holy do we shit, get, do we, we get made ex- it. Do we get extra points, though? Or does Spaceballs get extra points because I drew little balls? <laughs> <laughs> can, 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 that, can that get like a bump or two oh in, in, in points, please? For those that can't see it on Omar's notes, he's written out Spaceballs and bubble letters. And on the end of the uh, S on balls, he's actually drawn little hairy balls. It'll be on Instagram later. It will be on Instagram. Oh my gosh. Well, I really hope that you've all seen this movie, but if you haven't, it is what it is. Uh, I'm talking about the 1997 Robert Zemeckis directed film, another Matthew McConaughey movie with Jodie Foster. I'm talking about the adaptation of Carl Sagan's best-selling book, Contact. I can't remember if I've seen it or not. It was coming up in the lists and I can't remember if I've seen it. Explain the plot, Chris. So... Yeah, Jodie Foster, she plays Ellie Airway, who is um, basically, she works for SETI, which is the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. And, uh, you know, the government's funding this and they're threatening to take the funding away. So she's always having to write grants and try to figure out how to, you know, uh, keep the keep the search going because she really believes that there's, you know, aliens out there. Long so- story short. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, this is one of those midday movies that was rerun a lot. But this is always one that got my attention, and I always watched it through when it was on. So Yeah, it's a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so what ends up happening is is that there she, she finally gets a grant, a really big grant, and she gets to move her lab out to Arizona where they have like a ton of uh, telescopes or whatever. Not telescopes, uh, satellites that will, you know, taking radio radio waves and stuff exactly and so um what ends up happening is is they 
receive a signal uh, and they have to, you know, figure out how to decipher the signal. Once they figure it out, they realize that it's plans to build uh, some sort of machine. And, you know, there are people who think that it's a doomsday machine to blow the earth up. Other people think it's some sort of a transport to, you know, visit them or maybe even some sort of a teleportation device to get the aliens here or whatever. You've got, you know, of course, tons of religious people who are up in arms about it. You've got, uh, and, and of course, at this time, you've got Matthew McConaughey's character, who's uh, a priest, and he's you know kind of a very liberal priest. Uh, but he interacts with uh, Doctor Airway, and they kind of have like some sort of a, a romance going on. But either way, it ends, of course, in a bit of a mystery because she does get to go to space. I mean, it does end up being a transportation device. She goes to yeah, go ahead, Chompy. Am I right? In are we spoiling movies? We can, yeah. Is this, uh, this the one? Is this the one? People haven't seen it. Is this the one where the transmission was actually from Earth? Well, you don't. You don't really ever find out. You don't think, ever really that, find out. That was the. That was the. That was what I took from it. I think. Yeah. Was that so the, it was actually a transmission from Earth, like a an SOS sort of style. Right. And it, well, what, what it was is there are people who accuse the financer of the project, the person who gave the grant money, who was dying, they accuse him of, you know, creating this big uh, fake signal from the star Vega in order just to kind of like stir up some shit. Um, Mm. But the thing about it is, is that she only, you know, according to earth on earth time, she only went through device in a matter of seconds but she has 12 hours worth of footage, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of blank footage on her recording device. And of course she said she was gone for approximately 12 hours. So you're kind of left not really knowing what actually happened, but it's a really cool movie and it, it it's, yeah, it's really incredible. And I highly recommend anyone who's never seen the movie contact. You've got to watch this movie. Unfortunately, it looks as though uh, Chambi and I are the only ones that have seen this movie. Uh, Omar and no, Elizabeth, have you seen, seen this? Yeah. Oh, I've okay, good. good. It's one of the ones good. I didn't think about or, or recognize mm, when I was looking yep. up movies. But as you were talking about it, I actually was looking at IMDb, too, as you were talking about yeah. reading about it. And I know that I have seen it. It's Again, it's one of those things, like Chambi said, like I, I never rented it, but yeah. it was like on TV. You know, and mm-hmm. then you just keep watching it, and it, mm-hmm. it's good. And like, there's, it's a really good movie, and I actually want to rewatch it as because I don't, I remember a lot of it, but not mm-hmm. some of the stuff you guys were talking about. I'm like, well, that's super fascinating. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's super interesting. And Jodie Foster's performance, I think it's her best performance yeah, ever. Definitely, she is one of those actresses that I think is super underrated, and I think probably so because of her sexuality. I think if she were, you know, more of your Hollywood style, like straight woman, she would probably get a lot more uh, recognition in the industry. But as it is, you know, obviously she's a lesbian woman, um, but she she's incredible. In any I liked that her, she's in. I liked her better in the Silence of the Lambs, but yeah, oh, wow, was definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah she's great there. in anything she does. Um, definitely, I, I, she's one of my favorite actresses. But yeah, I, you've got to see this movie, Elizabeth. Have you seen it? I don't. I don't think I have. Okay, so I give this movie obviously a five on the grayscale. Uh, what would you lot give it? Five. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm gladly give it a five. Fuck yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fuck so- you, Omar. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, what that ends up doing is that's going to take out Avatar. Yes. And so 
Are you all ready for our definitive top five list of space related movies? Let's do it. Lay okay. It on. Number five, we've got the fifth element with 14 out of 20 points. Way to go, Bruce. <laughs> Uh, for number four, we've got Contact with 15 points out of 20. I'm so happy that Contact made this list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at it's number... only because Omar boosted your fucking score. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's a little bitter over here. Hmm. <laughs> Although We can have makeup sex later, babe. Yeah, one of your no. movies made it, it did. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um We've got at number three, we've got Wally at 15.9 points. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then tied for second and first place, we have Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and Star Trek from 2009. So there you have it. Should have voted higher for Star Trek. Should have voted higher for Star Trek. Here's what I think should happen. (laughs) So according to us, those two tied. What if... We put it to our listeners now and let them oh. vote. This is this is this is literally Star Wars versus Star Trek. <laughs> I realize this. Like... this. <laughs> and Star Wars is gonna win, so fuck it. <laughs> you, you know, you know what I actually took from all Navs this? and bats and let's meet in the parking lot. What would you take from all this, Chomby? What what I took from all this is that you guys are all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're onto something there, John, but you're onto something. You probably got it right. (laughs) (laughs) If uh, those of you who are listening disagree with this list or you think uh, perhaps Interstellar should have been at the top like I do. um, (laughs) Or Howard Howard the Duck. Make sure to go (laughs) and talk about it on Instagram, social media, Marco Polo. Uh, Certainly go check out our website, fadegraypodcast.com. Join that Patreon so you can join the conversation. I'm sure we'll be talking about this. Again, like like and subscribe on iTunes or get at us on Instagram, Facebook, join Marco Polo. Um, and we're going to be uh, probably trying to pull on somebody from our listenership who's interested in coming on, talking about a movie that motored them or a genre that motored them. And um, we'll give everybody a fair like 24, 48 hours to, to develop their list. And I think yeah, that's fair. Be a lot of fun. It'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> so. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone that's for fun. coming on tonight. Thanks everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. 